long ago, about 33 years ago, when King Herod ruled Judea, God sent the angel Gabriel to a young woman who lived in the northern town of Nazareth. The girl's name was Mary, and she was engaged to marry Joseph. The angel Gabriel said to Mary, Peace be with you. God has blessed you and is pleased with you. Mary was very surprised by this and wondered what the angel meant. The angel said to her, Don't be afraid. God has been very kind to you. You will become pregnant by the Holy Spirit and give birth to a baby boy, and you will call him Chris Farron. Chris Farron was born hot in 1986 and has not looked back since. He's not only perfect, but he's the perfect embodiment of Christmas. And in 2014, fresh off the heels of the final Fake Problems album, he created the perfect Christmas album. Like a gift from God or whatever was Farron's first step into the world of being a solo artist. And while he's proved he was born hot and that he can't die, it is the songs about the happiest time of the year that might not be the happiest for everyone that will ultimately be Farron's legacy. Like a Gift from God or Whatever is a Christmas album. It is a perfect album. And most importantly, it is an art school album. On the floor by the fireplace in the flames, I think I saw your face. Yellow embers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Art School Albums, and it is our Christmas episode. I am happy to be here alongside Jake Klingensmith, a returning guest. Oh, baby. You, you got what I need. And Allison Cochran, a first-time guest. Allison, how are you? Oh, I'm doing so well. How are you, Case? Oh, you know, I'm doing all right. Um, so this is our Christmas episode. I have to know, are you two in the Christmas spirit? I am, actually. I am, too. I'm excited. I... I want like hot cocoa and I'm like excited for that. I did the same like part hey, pardon my language, like basic thing where I, I got excited about like a holiday latte the other day. <sighs> okay. Wow, Jake, uh, this is the What I'm saying, hey, I'm one of you. <laughs> hey Jake, first of all <laughs> One of me <laughs> Jake, do me two favors. First of all, talk right into that microphone, baby. I'm gonna move it down. Hey, do whatever you need to do. Is this good? That's fine. Um, and also, can you not be so basic? We are on the Art School Albums podcast. Uh, by the way, um, I uh, someone I, I ran into someone outside, and he wanted to come in and, and talk to you. Can I get him? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Yeah, come in. Ho, 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 ho. Okay. Is that Santa Claus? It's me, Santa. <laughs> Santa, what are you doing in the middle of Chicago? Wait, this is so crazy. There's actually someone else out there, too. Can I go? Go for it, go Allison. Get Real quick. The little baby feet. The little baby feet. Hi. I'm a little elf. Hi, oh. little elf. What's your name? Hi, my name is my, my name is Chrissy. <laughs> Chrissy the elf. What brings you here? Chrissy the elf. I just wanted to say hello to Mr. Case. Well, hello, Chrissy the elf. By by chance, do you have uh, company this Christmas, or are you all alone? Oh no, Chrissy the elf is very lonely. I'm so lonely. My little feet go patter patter. <laughs> Santa, what would you think about me taking Chrissy the elf out sometime? Well, I it's not the 1500s, so you don't have to ask my permission. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to hear that Santa's woke. I was really afraid that in this culture, Santa might get canceled. Okay. Oh, this is done now. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm glad to know we're all in the Christmas spirit. Uh, thank you, Chrissy the Elf. Thank you, Santa, for coming in. Allison, I need you to not do that. I like that. Can I, I do an ASMR bit, like, later? Like, maybe save it for the middle of the podcast? Sure. Save it for the middle of the podcast. Save it for the I'm middle. I'm going to pull it out. I'm just going to start. I know, I know you I'm are. I'm going to start tapping and... 
Y'all aren't ready for it. Y'all aren't ready for it. Allison, also from North Carolina. So today on <laughs> Art School Albums, we are discussing the Chris Farron Christmas album, Like a Gift from God or whatever. This came out in 2014. Chris Farron, I don't know how familiar you all are with him. Uh, mainly Allison, I kind of want to start before we dive into how this album came to be. Describe your music taste for us. Let's say because Spotify Wrapped Spotify just came out with your yearly statistics. Can you give us some of your top artists of this year? Yes. This year, my top artist was Tierra Whack. Um, and then some other artists, um, Kanye West, Tyler was in my top five. Um, That's the creator for those that don't know. Was, yeah. <laughs> um, I had some Billie Eilish. I had um, SZA, Smino. Um, I like more just kind of like R&B and rap music. Um, not like really hardcore, like hip hop, hip hop, but more kind of like a smooth um, R&B, like Rihanna or, you know, something kind of along those something lines. Something light, something easy listening, perhaps. Right. Um, so those, but this year, T.R. Wack was my number one artist. Um, but I also listened to, you know, like my show tunes and like my little emo songs. Now, to you, what is a little emo song? Um, like... Mr. Brightside? <laughs> like a Ben Platt song, which I know that you two would not know because he was on Broadway. No, I've heard, I spent enough it's, time around Alyssa Schuster to hear the name Ben that's Platt. That's fair. <laughs> Alyssa Schuster, a future guest on this podcast. <laughs> um, but That so, would be like a sad song to me. Or like, um, like Liability is sad. Yeah, it is sad. I, ha I mean, I can go in my, my Another Night finally, Alone playlist. Did you... <laughs> From the dining room table, Harry Styles is sad. Did you I know, I think we're good. Into... Did you finally get into to melodrama? I did because of you. Uh, oh my god! I know, isn't that sweet? So the the reason I bring this up is that uh, we've had guests on this podcast, and we will have a lot of guests in the future that enjoy diving into the deep crevices of the music world, and the, and they come to me and they you know they say, "Have you heard of this band?" Allison, and there's nothing wrong with this because the point of this podcast is not to shame people for the music they haven't heard, but rather to bring music into the lives of people that might need it. But Allison is not someone that is going to come to me and go, have you heard of this band? I don't think anybody knows them. That's just not the type of music that Allison listens to, per se. Chris Farron would be on the list of people that if I'm talking about the music I like uh, to someone that, you know, I'm sharing common interest with, Chris Farron is going to be one of those, have you heard of Chris Farron? So before I ask you to do this podcast, had you heard of Chris Farron? No. When you sent me the link, I thought it was Chris Farley. <laughs> and I was like, okay, a Christmas album, an unreleased Christmas album. Yeah, I dug into the Chris Farley family vaults. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he's got this Christmas album. Everybody has to hear this. Um, no, I've never heard of this dude. Okay, this dude. Jake, your experience with Chris Farron. My experience with Chris Farron is that I like the Antarctica Vespucci album, Love in the Time of Email, which I only, I only know because of you. I like that album. And he was a guest on a podcast I listened to, so I... Don't plug it. I won't. Yeah. I would never... I would sooner die than plug another podcast. I'm just saying, in these walls, <laughs> in this hollowed space, don't plug any other podcast. I won't. But, um, so I, I'm familiar with who he is, and I know, like, I know the other musicians that are in his circle. I know Jeff Rosenstock and, yeah. and people like that. Sean Bonnet, maybe some people that appear on this album. I saw... Okay, I actually... Uh, noticed that name when I re-listened to the album this morning. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, Chris Farron is a very popular man in, in the punk and the pop-punk circle, pop punk circles. Uh, he was in a band called Fake Problems who have this amazing album called Real Ghost Caught on Tape. 
uh, a song called Songs for Teenagers, which when Hollywood comes calling and they ask me to make that coming-of-age film that no straight white man has ever made before, Songs for Teenagers will be on that soundtrack. And then after Fake Problems, he and Jeff Rosenstock teamed up. They formed this band, Antarctica Vespucci. Allison, by the way, Allison is currently looking at me <laughs> with the blankest stare because she's getting mansplained to right now and she knows it and she can't do anything about it. But uh, Antarctica Vespucci happened. They put out two and a half amazing records. Um, and then Chris Farron uh, is also a solo artist. He's put out, if you want to count this, he's put out three solo albums. Um, and this was the start of his solo career. This was right after Fake Problems uh, went on hiatus. And Chris said, I'm going to have some fun. Uh, the, the way this album came about, he was with a friend. They were writing a song. And the friend said, you know, Chris, this kind of sounds like a Christmas song. Chris went home and ended up writing an entire Christmas album of original songs. He invited his friends to play on the album. And now we're here to celebrate what is, for the most part, the happiest time of the year. Is Christmas your guys' favorite holiday? I think when I was little, definitely, because it was more, like, materialistic and, like, I get a dollhouse and um, stuff like that. But I feel like the older I get, the less I just am not into Christmas anymore. Interesting. Jake, what about you? Christmas is... My favorite holiday. I really enjoy, and I think I agree, I think I enjoyed it even more when I was younger because it is materialistic and it's less so now. But honestly, I just really like the energy of everyone being back where they're from. I like going home and seeing um, my friends. That's such a Jake family. thing. I like the energy of the hometown. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm from Boston. Uh, I that's not a that's a yeah, dumb what Jake was that? impression. That's not a Boston impression. That's a dumb Jake impression. <laughs> I also just don't sound like that. Like, but your hometown sucks. What well, you you case came? You're by, from Indiana. Case came. There's nothing by, wrong with that. Can I curse oh, on this? Oh wait, yes there is. You can curse. <laughs> on Ain't this. nothing wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it was a no baby call. Okay. I want to say Case is trying to act like a big man. He came to Topsfield, Massachusetts, and he saw Boston, and he was, by his own words, annoyed by how beautiful it was. It was. It happened to be in the summer. There was no snow on the ground, so I got to experience a northeast summer, which sounds like a sex act when you think about it. Okay. <laughs> um, and I was, I was shocked by the beauty of it, which also could be a sex act. And what? I left. What, what? What is a sex? I don't. These sex act jokes that you're just I'm like... I'm trying out new material. Okay. I'm, 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 <laughs> trying out my tight five on my podcast. My, my tight five is old. It, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> I'm, hey, Allison, you want to cough anymore? Um, so Literally I'm... fuck you, I have asthma. <laughs> Literally fuck you. So we've got this Chris Farron Christmas album. We're going to break this down track by track. And we start with the first song Wait, on the album. Here we Wait. go, baby. I need to give you my initial reactions to the cover. Go for it. Uh, this is a very... So this is under notes I have on my laptop under initial reactions. Very ironic cover and title. Mm. Do tell. I, I feel like it's pretty... No, I, what, what's so ironic about it? I felt it? like the cover was like a very... It does like a really good job of replicating a classic Christmas album you would find like in like a... Like a, like a Goodwill record crack? Yeah, or like your boomer relatives like record collection had like okay, dust boomer. on it and stuff. I wasn't trying to do the meme, but like, just, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it looks like if you, if you saw it out of the corner of your eye, it would just look like an old school Christmas album. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. And I also noticed the whole album was really short, which makes sense why you like it so much. Well, as we've gone over in the past, uh, long, 
music is far inferior to short music, and this album is a very appropriate length. And it, it, this one especially, this doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's beautiful. So we kick off with the first song. This is Belize Navidad off of Chris Do you Farron's. know what my first impression is? Yeah, get, let, ask Allison. You know what? Are you, are you not a fucking feminist? I was going to say, that was sexist of me. Allison, what are your first impressions of this album? Is My first impression of this album is, that's not how you spell Farley. <laughs> Play. Play Play. Felice Navidad. Navidad is the first track off of the Chris Fair and Christmas album, and it features vocals by a brilliant woman named Annika Pyle. Do either of you guys know her at all? No. No, okay, cool. No. She was in a band called Chumped. Uh, Chumped kicked ass. Um, and then she later went on to front a band, Katie Ellen, who I saw live opening for Antarctica Vespucci uh, last year when I saw them. So opening song, what are your thoughts on the record? Jake, we'll go to you oh, first. Okay. I, I pointed to Allison, then you said me. Yep, well, I'm um, the host. I'm calling the shots. So I listened to this whole album for the first time at the airport. Okay. And Boston Airport? Yeah, Logan. Good airport. Shout out, Logan. Yeah. Shout out. You, li- you, li- you like Logan Airport? I did. Uh, it was really crowded when I was there. There was yeah. a, a Little League, uh, like a bunch of Little League teams there. Very like, cool. Kind of wanted to ask, like, how they did. How are you guys? That would have gone over well if you walked over to those Little Leaguers and asked how they were. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys don't know me. I'm a huge fan, though. <laughs> I've seen everything you've done. So, opening song of the record, Jake, what do we think? So, the I, I noticed it was very short. Uh, there's no lyrics. And uh, I wish it was longer, because I liked it. And also, there's a thing in it that reminds me of a song called Poem by U.S. Girls. By U.S. Girls? Yeah. Okay, I don't know anything about them. They're good. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I actually think U.S. Girls might be just the the name of... It's one of those things where it's like one person. Ah. But they go by, yeah. Like The weekend. Yeah, like the weekend. Allison, we will not be discussing the weekend on this podcast. You know what? I Actually, could. I think you could. Well, what's your? What, hold on. What? What? Why? House of House of Balloons, right? Um, ask me if I do it every day. I said often, baby, often. I don't. I don't. That's, <laughs> I don't. I don't I'm know what that was. I think I'm you could talk about star, it. Boy. <laughs> I think you could talk about House of Balloons on this show, right? Um. <clears throat> I actually only know like three weekend songs. Oh, okay. So this is really embarrassing. Wow, you really dug yourself a hole there. I'm a motherfucking star boy. <laughs> I was fully ready to yeah. defend the week. I was going to go to war over the weekend. I would love to do the Ariana Grande Christmas album, Christmas and Chill. Hey, maybe next year. You should we'll... do Thank You Next. Mm. Yeah, that's a little normie, don't you think? I think it could do it. It was only the biggest album in America. Then how come ever? I, I'm just saying, just it being big does not. Exclude it from being an art school album. Well, that's a debate we can have at a later time because I agree with your logic. I just don't know if Ariana Grande is necessarily the the feel that we're going for on this I show. I like Sweetener better. If we're doing like her past two albums, I like Sweetener better than Think You Next. They're pretty neck and neck for me. So if you want to do Sweetener, big boy, call me back in. Is the, Sweetener the boy. one with the song oh, R.E.M. on it? Can we please do Red? By Taylor, Taylor Swift? Swift? That is Pitchfork's favorite Taylor Swift album, so that would, that that would, would be work, approved. Yeah. Put me yeah. on the red episode. 
Okay. Good. We'll see. Very cool. Maybe we'll sell out like Pitchfork did last time, and before her next album, we'll just review everything <laughs> she did simply for clicks. <laughs> but that's fine. No, you guys are going to go behind a paywall, and it's going to go great. Allison, your thoughts on the opening song? When dude said one, two, three, four, I was like, what the fuck has Case gotten me into? And then I was listening to it, and I was like, this is like so art school. This is like so alternative. But then I liked it. I started to like it. And I said, wait, I like this. But is this Christmas? Oh. And, and those are all of my thoughts. Very nice. But I really started it just being like, what the fuck is this? But it's not, I don't think this sounds different than anything that you would yeah, find no, on by the, you like, know, a Boz Skank's Christmas but, album or something. Again. That was. Bob Saget? <laughs> 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 that too. The Bob Saget Christmas album is It's right up there with the Farley Christmas album yeah. It's one I mean, of the best yeah. yeah. Well this is track two, this is Christmas Guitar Off Like a Gift from God or whatever I hope I get a new guitar For Christmas I've asked for one Almost every year Because the frets are All worn out on the one I'm playing now I hope I get a new guitar For Christmas I hope I get a new guitar for Christmas This one has gone as far as it can go I wrote eleven decent songs, played a thousand empty shows Now I need a new guitar for Christmas Bring those, bring those mics up, Case. Case, I bring those mics up. I need a new guitar for Christmas Yeah, so Christmas guitar <laughs> was... The first song written for this record. That was the one you mentioned? That, well, that is the one that, that the idea of, oh, that sounds like a Christmas song. Yeah. Chris Farron went Just because it oh, simply says the word it. Christmas. Yeah, no, so that's that not genius no heard. He was like, that song you have, I need a new guitar for Christmas? <laughs> Christ, that sounds like a Christmas song. You guys have the order wrong. This was a different song. This was the first song written for the album. It was, it is, you guys were factually incorrect there. Um, what's, what was the first, what was the one he wrote? In the... I don't know. That wasn't in the Vice article I read. Oh, okay. Yikes. Way to sort your sites. When the host doesn't do enough Cite research. So, one of the things we try to do on this podcast, we try to curate the ultimate art school playlist. And I'm a firm believer that you could put this song into any Christmas playlist for any Christmas party in America, and it would fit in. Allison, you like to party more so than I do. I think your music generally fits a better party vibe than mine does. Would you put this on? We have a Christmas party coming up. Would you put this on the Christmas party playlist? No. No? Why not? I feel like... This song is not... Okay, are you talking about like a party or like a kickback? I need you to explain the difference to me. <laughs> what? Okay. So when like, when you say party, yeah. which is like, that's like a huge, like so many people... Banger. It's, it's it's sweaty and it's gross and I'm like anxious and I'm ready to leave after an hour. You so know? that was Project X, I believe, if we're going film comparison. Yo, that was sick. Yo, Project oh, X. I like Project X. <laughs> My dad loves Project X. That is like so unsurprising. <laughs> Sorry, Allison, I didn't mean to interrupt. He watches no, it on okay. airplanes all the time, and he always comes away loving it more Still? than he did the last time. <laughs> yes. I really liked that they had sex in that movie. That's very cool. It was them. really cool. It was It was super cool. I was like, that'll be... I like I watched that when I was in like middle school or something. I was like, ah, senior year, baby, that'll be me. <laughs> my, uh, my brother and... And my brother and, like, f no exaggeration, like, 15 of his friends went to the mall to go see Project X when it came out. And my dad went with them, bought them all tickets. Like, they gave my dad money. Yeah. He bought tickets for, like, all 15 of these, like, 14-year-olds. And the guy was like, so you're, 
you're like looking after all of these kids. And I was like, yes. And he's like, you're not just going to leave. And I was like, I will not leave. And he walked in and, and just left. <laughs> and like, he just like bought tickets. For all these That's a really cool parent move. That I did. Cool. I tr- my friend's parents tried to do that one time where she all sent us to see Ted too. Yeah. We were like still like 15. So that like yeah. still wasn't okay. But then she went to go watch Magic Mike. And the um, Magic Mike 2. Would you re- would you have they, rather seen Magic Mike or Ted 2? I wasn't horny back then, so. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> but you, okay, cool. That's not the only reason to see Magic Mike. Yeah, it's for the film the film. My dad describes Magic Mike as a man's movie. Wait, is Soderbergh the director of Magic Mike? I think so. That seems wrong. No, I think he is. He does something on it. There's no way Soderbergh is in charge of Magic Mike. I think he might have been the cinematographer on it. Soderbergh is Magic Mike? Soderbergh is the director of Magic Mike, and he was the cinematographer on the second one, but not the director. Interesting. I think. Christmas Guitar, uh, I'm not going to say it's the best song on the album, but I think it is the second best song on the album. Jake, Christmas Guitar. Um, So, I this song is where I first started to... uh, notice uh, other than the cover question his intentions well it, it, how so let me just calm down let me this explain is, this is very quickly turning into two against one and i don't appreciate it but I, i'm not going to share my feelings on the, the full album don't worry yet this is just the song yeah i don't know at this point i'm just saying the first time i listened to it my reaction was is he being sincere or is he is he being like wouldn't it be crazy if i just wrote a christmas album but it's like me and i'm kind of like i'm like an indie artist that'd be just the kookiest thing a punk guy could do would be to write a christmas album and then like and so i was wondering if he like took that and he did this very kind of like i don't know how to explain it like a basic like i need a new guitar for christmas just like in a but I don't. Okay. I mean, that's that's it's just fine. my initial reaction. Yeah, that's fine. And I just wasn't it's sure. It's fine. Case is so mad over there. No, it's all. I mean, it's, it's one the of best my... fucking Christmas album of all fucking time. Chris fucking Farley. I'm not ready for Christmas. I'm not ready for the freezing cold. I'm not ready for the questions. They're gonna ask me back home. I'm not ready for the questions. That my family's gonna ask of me What happened to that pretty girl? She was so sweet Well, don't you think I know that you were The perfect sound to comfort I'm Not Ready for Christmas is the third song on the album. This is Chris Farron. And this features Mae Whitman, who I understand Jake was very excited to hear on this album. I didn't say I was very excited. I said I noticed. Okay, what did you notice about Mae Whitman? I noticed that she was on it. Mae Whitman, do you know Mae Whitman? No. Mae Whitman is, I'm trying to think of what you would... Uh, related to Walt Whitman. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, is Walt Whitman, like, like um, problematic? <laughs> Why would Walt Whitman be problematic? Oh, I'm getting him... <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting Walt Whitman confused with Winston Churchill. Is Winston Churchill problematic? Listen, I don't know. I thought you were going to say you got him confused with Walt Disney, which the answer would be yes, Walt Disney was a literal Nazi, but... Oh, forgot about Daddy Walt. Okay. But Daddy Walt. I Daddy Walt. I think Whitman's fair game. I think Churchill's fair game. <laughs> I thought Churchill was bad. I could be. I'm not. Everyone's bad. Yeah. Hey. Hey. hey amen. It's it's hard to cancel anybody when everyone's been canceled. Am I right? Hey. I hate how Case uses canceled. It's like just that word. 
That's all I needed to say. Hey, I, I hate many things about Kiss as well. <laughs> actually, we're we're actually going to take it over now, um, and <laughs> we're going to talk about. Just kidding, we love you. That's great. So, Mae Whitman, Jake, what do you know, Mae Whitman? From? I know Mae Whitman from Arrested Development, uh, Scott Pilgrim. <gasps> she's uh, she's Duff. She's the Duff. She's also in Perks of Being a Wallflower oh! in the movie. Yeah, Allison, you've definitely seen Mae Whitman in a bunch of stuff. I. That's her singing. Well, I love Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Do you really? I love that movie. Yeah, me too. She's um she's uh Ramona's ex girlfriend. Remember how <gasps> she's dated one girl? Yes. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. That's oh, her on the I didn't song. know that she gets. <sighs> now I'm excited. Yes. So. And I of course I've seen Perks of Being a Wallflower. So. Of course. Of course. Oh, we're going to art school. <laughs> of course we've all seen Perks of Being a Wallflower. <laughs> so Jake, are you ready for Christmas? First of all. And what do you think about this song? Uh, I thought this song was really sweet, and I really, I actually, maybe, <coughs> I, I liked it. I thought it was like it kind of, uh, it, it was it warmed my heart a little bit. Um, uh, I really liked the horns, yeah, and the saxophone, and it, it that like using horns and like kind of poppy songs like that made me think of Bleachers. Okay, yeah. Uh, we'll hear his voice a little bit later on, but all the saxophone parts on this record were played by Jeff Rosenstock. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, he plays he plays a mean saxophone. I like that. I yeah. thought the saxophone was really, really cool. And it's like, it comes up a few times in the album, and I always like it. And it weirdly fits just Christmas. Mm. I can't I can't yeah, explain horns. why saxophone works with Christmas, but it does. The kind of jazzy influence of it. So who played the guitar on that one? Joe Rogan? <laughs> <laughs> Allison, are you ready for Christmas? Um, what's, what's, what does she say? She goes, uh, how about you ask me? <laughs> when did she say that? Um, <clears throat> I also liked this song. I thought it was cute. And I was excited because this was like kind of emo. Yeah, so I sure. was excited. And I think it's very just like relatable, like a sad boy coming home. And like, I miss this girl like. You know, yeah. of course, I th- whatever the lyric was. But I like when she added on. It was like a little surprise for me when I was listening to it. I'm a sucker for uh, duets in a pop song. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. I but like it a lot. There's a great Vice article, which Chris Farron breaks down every song track by track, kind of like what we're doing. But, you know, Chris Farron created these. We're simply um, giving them some proper analysis. But Chris Farron says... Uh, the main thing that I learned from all of those movies and all those songs, you watched a bunch of Christmas movies and listened to a bunch of Christmas songs before recording this, was that all of the songs are crazy sad. So imagine the saddest thing without being tragic. Uh, that's what I thought of, and that's why I wrote this. Basically, what would happen is if I continued to put off proposing to my girlfriend and she decided it wasn't worth it to wait around anymore and broke up with me, and then having to explain that to all of our families during the holiday season and making everyone feel awkward. Yeah. So that's kind of what this song was about the impetus i would say I, of this song i wrote down in my notes i asked is this about marriage this is my last note yeah and it turns out it yeah. was but it's okay now chris farron is married to a super cool wife very cool she hot she's hot i was a snowman you were the sun you were mean and hot i was brainless and young I was a reindeer, you were a wolf, howling after me, and you wanted blood, I was too high to notice. Chris Farron's Disney Frozen is the next song on this record. This has Annika Pyle, who was on the first song on the record, and also Sean Bonnet of AJJ. Jake, I know you're a big Sean Bonnet slash AJJ fan. Is that correct? I like AJJ. Yeah, they're great. They 
In a, I mean, we haven't discussed. Oh, that's them. who Sean Bunn is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy. I actually didn't. Yeah, I'm. I'm like a casual fan of AJJ. Okay, so you were just out of those enormous. Uh, I have not seen Frozen. Have you, Phil? <laughs> let it go. Let it go. No, don't turn your levels down. Turn them up, baby. I don't care <laughs> what they're going to say. Shy belt. Let the storm rage on. I'm going to do this part. The cold never bothered me anyway. Is that a part of Frozen? Yes. yes. Wait, I ha- I've seen half of the movie in Spanish. That's the only bit of Frozen I've seen. Wait, I've seen part of it in Spanish too. <laughs> but did you watch it in your Spanish class yeah. in high school? Yeah. yeah. That was like I had this. That's funny. I had this awful Spanish teacher. I had a lot of awful Spanish teachers, and like, it, I don't even think we had taken our final exam yet. I think he had just given up. It was like, all right, let's watch Frozen. But he put it on in Spanish and without su- like English subtitles. Yeah. And this was a, a Spanish two class. So we, it's not like any of, even the smart kids were yeah, not yeah. speaking fluently at this point, and he just like threw it on. So I, I know what happens in the sense that there are characters and a storyline and action, but I don't understand any of those points. Decorate my life with silver bells and Christmas lights. Leave me in the cold to wait under that mistletoe. I'll stay here. Do you ever want to have sex on a podcast? Okay, so the next track. <laughs> what would that even be? <laughs> oh, um, we can show you. <laughs> There's a, a song on the first Guns N' Roses album called Rocket Queen, where they wanted like Rocket Queen, burn it up and you love there alone. They wanted like sex noises in the in the background of the song and they were trying to like fake them and none of them sounded like real enough so axel rose was like oh i know how to fix it oh i'll just have sex in the studio <laughs> told me about this. they recorded it and it's in the background of rocket queen it's gross that's awesome <laughs> so this is adding that to my playlist <laughs> <laughs> this is waiting for you in the snow this is chris farron uh with laura stevenson who laura stevenson is is so great. She's been in a few different bands. I know her more from her solo work, uh, but she also plays keyboard in an article of Vespucci. Uh, Runner by Laura Stevenson is one of my favorite songs. She adds a tremendous amount to this album. Uh, I, I think she's tremendous. I'm glad she was brought on board for this. And this is kind of a bleak song. Um, Chris Farron notes that it's actually the prequel to what we just heard, I'm Not Ready for Christmas. I love the guitar in this. I love Laura Stevenson's voice. What do you two think about it? We don't have to say it's Blake Case. Let's just get to the point. Um, this song is boring. We both wrote down boring in our notes. <laughs> I, really? Like, yeah. I am bored from listening to this. Is that just because you don't appreciate a slower tune? No, I thought this was, there was, I wrote boring. There's no character in it besides maybe his voice. I thought. And Laura Stevenson's voice. Like, I didn't even notice her. I, well, that's I, sexist. <laughs> I thought it was completely boring. I the, the like the deep guitar riffs underneath uh, made me think of like an Elvis guitar. Like, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I mentioned how I liked the guitar so much. And like to have the song before that was like kind of techno and fun and like almost kind of like a dancey vibey song, then to go to like this, which is just like boring. Like this, this was like when I decided in the album that like. I'm bored. Like, I'm starting to get bored. Like, I'm not vibing with this anymore. Just like, the one song decided... It's my least favorite so far. 
So would, yeah, so far this is my least favorite. Would if you guys had to resequence this album, would it be on the album at all, or would it be, would it be in a different spot on the album, or would you just cut it completely? I think I just get rid of it. Yeah. It doesn't do anything it, for me. Yeah. But the album's already pretty short. That's fine. Albums are like to be I feel short. like I want every single song to be like. I, solid. I will say if your album is because how long is this album? Oh god, I like don't know. That 30, it's like thirty-two minutes, yeah, right? About. Oh, yeah. If the yeah. album is in like the like low thirty-minute range and there's a full song that doesn't do anything for me, you're in trouble. I'll say that. I but I I think that's such a bad take. I was just listening to a to a band. I think, and granted, this is the the far extreme of this opinion. But I think the first Ceremony record, which Ceremony is this band who went from like violent hardcore punk and like I use like violent. To they just like one day they just became like a Joy Division like ripoff band and it's like the most fascinating transition to me and their Joy Division like I, like diet Joy Division stuff is good but it's such a contrasted sound but their first record is twenty songs in twenty minutes which is again the most extreme version of that there is but I would rather have twenty songs in twenty minutes than like three songs in thirty minutes. Uh, then you should listen to Tierra Whack. Yeah, actually, I was thinking that too. That was your. Mo- I don't know who that is. Who was that? Give me, a, sell me on Tierra Whack. She's awesome. She's awesome. Her album, <clears throat> well, her like latest um, album is like literally twenty minutes. No, it's fifteen minutes. Fifteen. Fifteen songs, fifteen minutes. Yeah, and it, it's good. They're good. They're po- like quick and they're poppy, and each one sounds different. Um, and they all flow very, very well. You can like watch like kind of the whole album on YouTube. It's like a fifteen minute music video. And it's so cool, like how she transitions. Um, her voice is very unique, and it's just cool. I don't know if you would like her. Um, why would I not like I her? I actually, I think you could appreciate it. I don't know if it would be for you, but I think you would. Yeah, I don't think you'd have like it. And why is that? Because it's not your style of music. Okay. Yeah, I like you, like she you're raps. like be, you're like upset that we called this song boring. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought this was a really beautiful song. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Beautiful is very like bold. All right, well, the self-titled track is coming up next. This is Like a Gift from God or, or whatever. whatever. Chris Farley. Lost Lady Land. <laughs> Yellow embers flicker out. Wood hissing and popping loud. While I try to imagine what you might be doing now. Every Christmas Eve. Under the tree, I hope you think of me. Like a gift from God or whatever You stay in my dream The self-titled track features Jenny Owens Young who I know because she did guest vocals on another Chris Farron song, uh, like Be her. There For Ya. She's on this song? Yeah, she is. She's the... Wake up and a wake up. Fu- I love that song. Okay, yeah, yeah. Wake up, wake up on Saturday night. Wake up, Mr. West, Mr. By himself, he's so impressed. So now that- Do you know who that is, Case? Who is that? I. Who was that? Make up, wake up, Mr. West. <laughs> think about it. It's tricky. It's a thing. It is. Uh, I would assume <laughs> that's one Mr. Kanye. Uh, yeah. Did you know what I was singing? Uh, Hillary Duff, right? Holy shit! <gasps> yes! Yeah. I, Hillary Duff is awesome. She was on that TV Land original series. Oh, wh- I am amazed. <laughs> Did I know who Hillary Duff is? No, that you that you know that song. I That's couldn't an name a Hillary Duff old song. Old song. But I, that was on Radio Disney when I listened to Radio Disney. Oh, yeah, I forgot in the podcast that I listened to this morning, you um, 
were a avid listener. Did we mention Radio Disney? Yes, did we? yes, okay. you did. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's been a while since Jake and I uh, recorded that Weezer uh, podcast, but I'm very bad at scheduling things, so he's back on the podcast. I think sooner than I think most people maybe wanted him to be. Uh, but yeah, this... I was actually wondering how is this? Go- we don't have to talk about. Yeah, this. we'll talk about that <laughs> offline. Uh, but this, as Chris Farron says. Uh, he says, quote, My friend Sean, who also played drums on the record, had the idea to sneak into this chapel near our house and record the piano tracks there oh. using all of this beautiful equipment. Uh, they were able to get just a few takes in before someone came in and kicked them out. Uh, but Chris Farron was able to piece them together, and it worked out, thankfully. Uh, what do we think about the title track? Allison, we'll start with you. Um, I think it's so, like... Like that avocado girl, like I'm an indie girl, and like this is how I sing, and like you know, and the avocado girl, like um, that vine. I have I are you I don't. You've already lost it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's pretty much like how an like how an indie girl would talk, and it's like yeah, avocado. That sounds hot. I want to see that. Oh, okay. All right, All right. Um, and we're done. To, Case tries to have some fun. Everybody turns Case tries against to get a little them. horny on the podcast. I'm not trying to be horny on the podcast. That just sounds like something I'd like. Okay. Okay. Anyway, I just thought it was like kind of indie and like kind of. Is like, that bad to you? It, it, it's just like a little boring. Like this, when I listened to this, I was like, oh, this is why this is on art school albums. Like, yes, exactly. It's kind of just like boring in but my you opinion kind of use indie as an insult the way you say it that tone you use like oh it was like indie but i don't i think people and coming from me who like when i was saying earlier i was like i listened to like tiara whack and kanye west like that kind of seems basic and i feel like people that listen to this and like oh yeah i listen to chris farin 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 farley chris farley <laughs> i listen to chris farley like oh i'm different do you Judge me for the way I consume music, Allison. No, but no, no, like, be, like, does it bug you that I'm like coming in always with like, oh, have you heard of this band? They're great, and then it's a, like a white guy yelling. Typically, no, I just feel like I like don't have a big like range of what I listen to. Like Jake does. Like I like what I like. I like my my hip hop and my rap, and I like my R and B and Casey Musgraves. I love love me some and like you know Taylor Swift and like yeah, things like sure. that from when I was younger. Let's do Golden Hour. Okay, all right. Oh. We'll we'll start planning episodes after the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see if you come back. But I have never really been into like alternative kind of music like this or like I feel like you listen to like a lot of like rock. Yeah, and that's just like not what I'm into. Like I like, which is fine if if know. that's not the type of music you like. But what do you like? What do you think about the culture of it all? Like. How do you look at someone like me and the bands I listen to? Do you have like any sort of judgments on those? Um, I think that you think that you have a better taste in music than me. I have an exquisite palate, so that's easy. But to I say. also think that I have a great taste in music. Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff that you listen to that I like. But I also. But I think you saying that, and also like I don't know more than like out of every band that you've ever like told me about, I know maybe like. Four percent. But does that bother you? I mean, I don't think it like really bothers me. It's just kind of like I just don't know them. Like okay, because I I am not like liking the music I like has made me almost no friends my entire life. This is not um, something I do to boost my own <laughs> hey, buddy, ego. That ain't why. 
I'm not saying it's why I have no friends. It just has not contributed to me making friends. But I think that's uh, because you're a little outside the music bubble that I'm in. Right. We kind of operate in two different universes. So I just, I wonder from your perspective, like, oh, Case is trying really hard with the music he listens to when really it's just, you know, especially I think with the circle of music that I'm in, and I think you you probably find this in all forms of music, but I found it in punk rock. I'm just like, oh, you like this band? You should listen to this band. You should listen to this band after that, and then you'll discover this band, and it's just a chain reaction. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but like... No, you were in this podcast, too. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you're much more likely to make a friend based off if they like someone like Chris Barron, because like, that's like a niche thing. If yeah. I'm like, I'm never going to ever be like, you also like Kanye West? Like yeah, you also like to like in in yeah, social in like social situations, you are more likely to find someone that likes Kanye West than someone that likes Chris Farron. Yes. Yeah, but so I think what, yeah, I don't know. I would never base a friendship based off of someone likes Kanye West, despite me really liking his music. Yeah, right. If, like if I saw someone in a Touche Amore T-shirt, it would I would want to approach them maybe yeah. more so than just the average person. But those are so few and far between that you know uh, it only happens on a rare instance. Uh, but that is the self-titled track from there. We go to Mary. Wait, you didn't ask me what I thought about it. Oh, Jake, I'm so sorry. I got sidetracked talking to the beautiful Allison Cochran that I just kind of forgot about Aww, you. Oh, babe. I like the song a lot. Okay, cool. It was like one of my favorites. I thought it was cute. Uh, and I also thought I made the note, I think this album is best when it's cute and, and sincere. And I like it less when it's like ironic and Chris Farron's Disney's Frozen. You're really into <laughs> the cuteness of this album. I like when it's, yeah, I like when it's... This album is cute. I like when it's cute. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Again, that could play it's into... what a Christmas album should be. This could play into you guys are in happily committed relationships, so maybe if you guys are out there listening, you should listen to this song as well. This is Merry Christmas again off of the Chris Farron Christmas album. All days are numbered Christmas again. It features Chris Farron, obviously. It also features Jeff Rosenstock and punk rock journeyman Koji. This is a love song. This is a lovey-dovey song. I think much like Christmas Guitar, you could put, put this on any Christmas playlist and I think it would not kill the vibe of the room. Do we all agree there? Yeah. yeah. I, there's, honestly, there's very little in this album that I, if like I heard in a room full of people, I'd be like, what? What yeah. is this? Yeah. I would avoid some of the slower songs just yeah. for the sake of the vibe. I, I would too. I wouldn't want to fail that vibe check. But I think like stuff like this, I think you could really Amen. put... I think you could put it on any Christmas album. So I know I, that Case can't relate to this song. So Why is that? You're here for another Christmas. My yeah. dear. My dear. I know that you can't relate to this. Allison, what are your thoughts on this song? <laughs> um... I think it's fine. It's cute. More um, indie stuff that you're just not it's, into. I said it's like a little pop, like, you know, I don't know. Again, nothing really. Like, I'd have it on in the background, not really anything that I would, like, kind of vibe to or, like, want to listen again. Just kind of, like, playing it in the background. I don't mind. Like, sure, I'd play it around Christmas time, but, like, 
nothing really stood out to me where I was like, oh, I'm going to add this to a playlist. Is there anything through these songs so far that you would specifically change to make it a little more palatable to you? Um, I just think a lot of the, like, the rhythm of a lot of the songs just kind of sound the same to me. Okay. Um, it's very... That's, a, that's I think, why I don't kind of like this type of music is that it all kind of just is the same. Okay. And I listen to the whole album and I'm like... I, I cannot tell you the difference. Yeah, nothing between... really stood out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jake, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas again. Your mm-hmm. thoughts on the song. So I I, uh, I thought it was pretty catchy. I thought I liked it. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my least favorite. Um, I understood it was about long-term relationships, like being around for several Christmases in a row. I also was wondering if the song is about seasonal depression at all because Ooh. he says winter takes your love away. You would have to think so. I mean, it gets dark so early right. now. You got to stare under. I it. feel bad for not like <laughs> diving deep into the lyrics. I'm like, I'm bored. No, yeah, that's fine. but I think that's fair. That's kind of why I wanted you on because, again, I just I I knew you weren't going to love this. I would have not been... that I don't like not listen to the lyrics in the song, but I'm just like already, you know. Are you? I I mean, do you have a preference on? Are you more drawn to music because of the uh, the the instruments involved or the lyrics? Um, I think a little bit of both. I love like a good, really sad lyric. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Is that a do I not know? Is that like, a Kanye thing? There's sad Kanye lyrics. Yeah, but like oh, just off the top Kanye of my lyrics. head, like <laughs> like when he, he I kind of I almost kind of God damn it. <laughs> Scoopity poop. Again, Kanye does shit like that, but it's fine. Kanye's wacky, but, you know. I don't think anyone says it's fine. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people that choose to ignore it. Sure. <laughs> like, for an example, I like when it's like, they say it like a sad thing, but it's like poppy. Like, Rihanna, love on the brain. Okay, stuff he, like that. Like, beats me black and blue but fucks me so like good like that's so fucking sad that's heartbreaking yeah there's a lot of, that's like the entirety of melodrama oh, don't you dare case well i didn't do anything you, you were like rihanna is fucking good rihanna okay, if you're out there i love you don't yell at me for it what were your what was your I was, say, I was just saying that whole thing is like uh melodrama start to finish is like really really sad for yeah. sure for sure i think another song that kind of fits into that you know we talked about seasonal uh depression just a minute ago well now we got to deal with death and we have to deal with the undertaker i slipped away on christmas day now my soul is traveling back from where it came so pick my body up from my bed Wrap it up in paper You know I have gone to meet The Undertaker I think certainly the slowest song on the record, this is The Undertaker, which is about death. And, I, you know, without being too blunt, again, I would hate to ask a personal question on this podcast, but are you guys afraid of dying? Uh, no. No. Not really. I think for me more it's like watching people die. Slip into the abyss. Yeah. Se. And that's just like me and my terrible OCD and my thoughts. But like. They, they might not die correctly for you and your OCD. <laughs> <laughs> no, just. I mean, of course, I. And maybe we don't need to keep this in here. But like, I hate the feeling of like 
maybe when you do die, it is just like eternal blackness. I think that's fair. And I mean, that is that is like scary and uneasy it's to me. Terrifying. Yeah. Um. But then it's like, oh, I was raised Catholic and like there's heaven. But it's like, you know. Yeah, for sure. There's a chance. I, um. I I've gotten surgery before. What did you get surgery on? Mm. If I'm allowed, to I ask. had my appendix taken out oh. in high school. Oh, we Bad talked ass. about this. <laughs> and, uh, and I was put under, and something that happens when you're put under, like for surgery, um, you don't have like a sense of time passing. Like you're not even dreaming. You're not. There's nothing going on. You just like are under, and then you're like literally it feels like the blink of an eye. You're awake, and part of it, it's just the drug, and. That actually made me much more comfortable with the idea of dying because it's like, oh, it's hmm. not eternal blackness. You're just nowhere. So you don't even have anywhere to like. Man, I got to get put under. <laughs> that's, that's get your good. wisdom teeth out. Because I'm, ter- I'm terrified of death. You're and... just nowhere. You're not asleep. You're not unconscious. You're not like your brain's nowhere. You're just not. You're, you have no memories. It's just Or like... you are like reincarnated. Y- sure. If you could be reincarnated as something, what would you like to be reincarnated as, Allison? Hmm. I've thought about this before. Mm, that is a good question. I almost want to be just like, I would want to be an animal that could like listen and understand like languages. Like I would want to just kind of literally be a fly on the wall oh. and just listen to different people's conversations and be able to understand them in I, different languages. I'd want to be a hawk. Why is that? You could fly around and uh, in like... I feel like I don't know what the hawk's predator is, but I feel like they don't have many, right? Sure. I think it's tough. It's tough to kill a hawk it's tough if to you're kill not a hawk, right? man-made. Yeah. Yeah, a hawk can just fly around mountains. Yeah. It looks incredible. It's Pretty a good view you'll never have before. That's and true. like you're not. I don't think hawks are in like danger of being eaten. I don't think they're in danger of being eaten. I think we're all in danger of uh, climate-related issues. But be, if being eaten is your fear, hawk is a safe yeah. bet. I mean, I'm a hawk. How long do hawks live? I'm not sure. I know I'd like to be a sea turtle because you have quite a long life. Yeah, but then you have to be a fucking sea turtle. Yeah, oh, what, and see the depths of the ocean? Oh, <laughs> I darn. love sea turtles. I am really scared of, like, deep under the ocean. Oh, that it's... shit terrifies me. Have you seen those conspiracy videos where it's, like, a different universe uh, deep in the water? I have it. Like Atlantis? Yes, that shit is so scary. And, like, evil mermaids. The ocean is fucking terrifying. Yeah, but I like it. Spooky. Allison, what are your thoughts on The Undertaker? I thought you were going to say, Allison, what are your thoughts on sucking dick? Nope, not that kind of thing. <laughs> um, I said, I didn't know if this could get any more boring. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored. This is so slow for Christmas. You have done harm by making this song. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Now, look, it's my Chris least favorite is putting harm into the Chris world. Farley. Listen. <laughs> It, I'm like, now I feel bad when you're like, it's about death. <laughs> you know, it's just like, uh, I'm bored. Okay, that's it's my least favorite song on the album. I think it's a little slow, but he's not doing harm by putting it into the world. <laughs> I respect the take. I don't agree, but I respect Thank it. you, Jake. Jake, where do you stand? Um, I also thought it was boring. I thought it didn't need to be on here. Though I, It was the song I was most tempted to skip. When I, was, I didn't skip mm. anything. I wanted to give everything a fair shot. Yeah. And I'm actually glad I didn't skip it because there's a guitar riff at the end that I thought was awesome. Awesome. And, but besides that guitar riff, not a fan. Well, that guitar riff goes straight into uh, a little track we like to call Emo Revival Christmas 2014. This is off of Chris Farron's Christmas album.
Emo Revival Christmas 2014 holds a special place in my heart because I was so emotionally attached to the Emo Revival of 2014, which, I, you know, Allison and I kind of talked earlier about just where we stand on different types of music. Allison, do you have any knowledge of the Emo Revival of 2014? I don't. No. Okay, so the Emo Revival of 2014 was the biggest thing in my life because this is right around the time name like other bands that would have modern baseball okay joyce manor yes the hotelier the world's a beautiful place and i am no longer afraid to die tiger's jaw okay can you name a band that i would know i only knew the first two okay yeah so basically this is right when i started like really diving into music on a deeper level and modern baseball was kind of the first band for me i had a friend show me modern baseball um modern baseball and it just opened up a new world of all these other bands, and they were kind of the catalyst of this emo revival movement that was so short-lived but so buzzworthy for what it was because all of these bands, unfortunately, broke up or went on hiatus or drastically changed sounds before they could really make it big. But there's this kind of 2012 to 2016 time period where a, a real undercurrent of alternative music was happening and, and it felt like there was change and it felt like there was movement. Um, but in the midst of it all, there were bands, even in the scene, that were like, this is ridiculous. We've been playing emo music for forever. It's not new. Please stop calling us emo revival bands. Uh, Into it, over it, which is a great band. They were kind of the, the catalyst of, you know, it's not the emo revival. We've been doing this forever. You guys are just now paying attention to it, which I understand why if you're playing shows in garages and basements for you know five years before anyone takes notice of you i can understand why that would bother you but there's a large chunk of people myself included who uh, just found themselves really attached to the idea of this emo revival because it was a lot of you know kind of 15 to 22 year olds that just found all of these bands at once and it felt like there was this real explosion in the scene so that's you know the joke that Chris Farron is playing here, you know, he had to shout out the emo revival because this happened in 2014 and this was all anybody was talking about. Uh, it just so happens that he's not saying much because it's an instrumental song. I said this was like a good background song for like an indie movie or like she's working, you know, she's working all night on her final project and she just like <laughs> is focusing and like tomorrow she's asking out like the boy of her dreams and like this song is playing. And what's weird is we have to have, we have to have those two actors here. Could you guys do a little bit of that scene? for us okay like, wait so what was it oh yeah okay like, I, I remember okay. okay so i'm gonna ask you to prom so it's like she's getting ready she's looking in the mirror the song's playing she's like oh can we do it in asmr we're not gonna do it in asmr because you guys are actors not asmr actors so she's getting ready i'm standing in my locker she's, hey hey uh, uh, what hey jake what it's me where are you it's me, Jevanine. Tiffany. I, no. Oh, you. Wait a minute. My name is Jevanine. Jeff, oh, you're Jevanine. Jevanine, you sit. Jeff, bo- you sit behind me in yeah. calc. I sit behind you in calc, and I just been, I've been thinking about you. I, I got, I got all dolled up because I got wow. a cute question. You're looking. I, I've never seen you without glasses before. You're looking. Tell me Incredible. about it, stud. <laughs> and then they cut to, <laughs> and then they cut to us having sweet, sweet. We weren't sweet. done. How dare you cut us off? or after? We knew where it was going. Get, I was waiting to get to the asking out part. Okay, ready? We'll right, cut. Cut to, cut to. Yeah, cut to. Jake. 
They got a problem with me. Jeffany, you Jeffany. know you know I'm going with Sarah. What? No. But, but uh, I will ignore her if you want me to, and I'll go with you instead. here this Mm-mm. is this is happier new year with the lee cory oswald band this is as close to the traditional chris farron sound as anything on this album i mean this is I this, like it. this could be on any one of his albums and it the would horns work. the horn jeff rosenstock on the saxophone i love it is on it's madness on this song it's so good and this is I, <laughs> one of the only other than that mountain goat song kind of the only new year song that I am going to make it through this year, year if, if it kills me. Other than that, this feels like it's one of the few New Year's songs that I know, and I'm a fan of it, and I will have this on because I'm not, and this is what I kind of wanted from you guys, is I'm not a fan of New Year's. New Year's typically makes me very sad. New Year's Eve's for mom and dad. I don't, I don't know that one. It's from Fairly Odd Parents. Oh. <laughs> Which, reference. by the way, I wish I knew that. will come up again later on this podcast organically. Oh, that's all going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be so cool. Allison, happy new year. Your thoughts? Again. No? <clears throat> this is so different than everything else, though. It's jolly and it's fun. Oh, like Christmas? Yeah. Like, I I, I still really like the, um, the one about... I'm not ready for Christmas. That's still my favorite one. See, I thought that's one that you'd hate because I, I thought you were kind of anti-sad music. I, oh god! No, Allison's always been. I love sad music. We'll have to get together sometime and listen to sad music. Yeah, that'll be really fun for me. I don't know. I mean, it was it was fun. It was like jolly. Again, I think it's not really a song that I would like play and listen to. Okay. But I'm not against like having it in the background. But it's not something that I'd be like, oh, let me show you this song. Okay. To That's me, fair. it's all about the horns. Like the yeah. horns just make me like it. I wrote one of my notes was. Not bad at all, goddamn. <laughs> That's it's this song feels like after the heaviness of the past few songs and the instrumental and everything, this is like a nice like cigarette break it almost feels like. Like this has the the crisp, refreshing, like menthol kinda like so, I needed that. To me, this is not a chore at all to listen to. Good. Yeah. That's what I. That's how I feel about most of the album. But I get the impression that things are maybe a little bit different. Maybe you guys feel a way about this next song. This is a spoken word poem. We'll only hear a little bit of it. This I is Shelby's Christmas poem. Eve. Question mark. It is a poem. We'll hear a little bit of it now. The trees all decorated. The lights are aglow. The ground is covered by the new fallen snow. Families are gathered all together again. Reliving memories of way back when. Children and grandchildren all running about, while through the house their laughter rings out. 
So Sheldy's Christmas Eve is a little poem by the aforementioned Sheldy. Uh, it features uh, an organ part by Lee Ellis from the Lee Corey Oswald Band, who we heard a little bit of in the last song. Uh, completely improvised one take the on pretty. that organ. The organ's very pretty. This reminds me of there's a band called Foot Ox who made like very lo-fi experimental folk punk stuff for just a little bit. And Foot Ox is one of those bands where I don't think their stuff streaming, but I'm I'm so in love with two of their records. And as weird as this is and how it's not really a song, but it's kind of a song, it reminds me a lot of the stuff that Foot Ox did. Allison, your stance on the Christmas poem that we had here. Not something I want in an album. Yeah, that's fair. It's uh I, I don't mind it. I for as much as I struggle with poetry as a medium, which is something that can be discussed on a far later date, I don't mind a spoken word track or two in my albums. I like spoken word. I just don't think I'm used to listening to music that has like something like this. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to, you know, and having rap spoken word and being poetry is a different boy know. that sounds like a heavy conversation on pack i don't know if three white people are capable of doing that <laughs> or not um yeah i don't it's just like it fit in fine because of the vibe and like how it was going but again just like yeah i'm uh, no that's fair I, you're at this point you're bored i get that i i have been i have been bored with this album for the past like four songs that's okay Jake, any other thoughts on the uh, on the poem here? Yeah, I like the organ, and I think it's a really good uh, mood. I think it, it does exactly what it's trying to do. Hey, speaking of moods, this final song, Yeah. I Wish It Was Christmas Every Day. Is that a mood? That's a big mood. Let's hear a little bit <laughs> of that You mean right that's now. a hashtag mood? The tree is by the street now, and the lights are back in the attic. All the ornaments and candy canes in. Cardboard boxes I never feel quite ready For the scenery to change again I was just getting used to hearing those Sleigh bells chiming I wish it was Christmas every day Wish It Was Christmas Every Day. This has an all-star lineup of of pop punk, punk rock, folk punk, whatever. This is an all-star lineup. This is obviously Chris Farron. Sean Bonnet from AJJ is here. Jeff Rosenstock is here. And then Allison Weiss, who you might know as AW, also on this track. I think this is a perfect closer to the album. I love this song. It's my favorite song on the album. Another one of those, kind of like Christmas guitar, gets stuck in my head constantly, whether it's the Christmas season or not. I'm a huge fan of this. Where do you guys stand on it? I My first note was I understand why this is the closer. I think it's a good closer. Um, I liked the chorus, and I liked the harmonies. Uh, Ooh, that's our first talk about harmonies. Yeah, that's that's an Allison thing. To talk that, about. <laughs> musical theater. <laughs> um, so, I wish it was Christmas every day. That's the Fairly Odd Parents song, my friend. Is it really? I wish every day could be Christmas. Haven't heard of it. I started singing it earlier, because every other holiday reeks. What, oh, what's, nice. the, what's the teacher's name on that show? Mr. Crocker. I just saw a picture of Mr. Crocker recently, and I was like, I do not remember 
that character looking like that. His ears on his neck. Yeah. <laughs> it it's, always used to bug me. <laughs> it's really crazy. Allison. Yeah, I think this is a nice end um, to my nap <laughs> that I took while listening to this album. I think you could put this on any Christmas playlist. I think it would fit in. Sure. Uh, so far, your Christmas playlist is five songs from this album. <laughs> my then... Christmas playlist is Under the Mistletoe with you, Shoddy with you, with you, Shoddy with you. My first song on a Christmas album would be Christmas Rapping by the Waitresses, and it's not even close. Blue Christmas would be my top Christmas song pick. cool. Yeah, I like Blue Christmas a lot. I like Elvis a lot, though. Um, or Michael Buble oh, Christmas. Oh, 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 oh. What I have to know from What I have to know from you guys <laughs> Nothing. is, do you guys have a best Christmas ever? Best Christmas ever? Very Bill Simmons of you. Yes. All right, what's the most underrated Christmas you've had? <laughs> what's the over-under on this year being my the best, best Christmas you've ever My best Christmas I had? ever had was when I got a Victorian dollhouse and then I got the now 23, that's what I call music, and my humps was on oh, that. Nice. I was like in third grade. I had, my humps was on there, um, Stick With You, Pussycat, um, wow. Pussycat Dolls, um, Unwritten was on there. Very cool. But I remember listening to my humps and thinking like, Whoa, nice. like what the fuck? And then the part where it was like milk with my cocoa puff, milky, milky cocoa puff, some milk with, you know, that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad, like we would listen to it and my dad would be like, what What do they mean? He just want milk in his cocoa puffs? <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about the Black Eyed Peas like yesterday. We were. Um, and I think I, I did, I wanted to tell you that story, but we were like checking we were paying, it. Yeah, yeah, we were paying, paying for food. <laughs> and you didn't feel like that was the appropriate time to bust that out? <laughs> Probably not. He just um, wants milk on his cocoa puffs. One year for Christmas, uh, we got a trampoline, and that was very cool. I wanted a trampoline for years, and I was never uh, gifted such a thing, which, I I mean, I could have very easily died. It makes sense. It was like, it, it, that was a gift where I we had a trampoline. We got it for Christmas, my brother and I. I probably jumped on the trampoline in our backyard every day for five years. That's how you're so fit now. It's why I'm in the best shape of my life. <laughs> because this was years like ago. five years ago. But it was, it was like, honestly, since. like I used to go out there for hours and just jump. And yeah. that was like how I would relax and calm down. So on Now That I, That's What I Call Music 21, it has my humps. <gasps> um, it w- did I say 23? You said 23. Oh, I was close. You were close. Run It with Chris Brown. <gasps> yes! Canceled. Um... <laughs> It has, this is in no bit one of my favorite hip-hop songs, uh, Stay Fly with 3-6 Mafia, all out getting crunk, the Memphis rap scene, I don't know what you guys know about that, but great, great track. 3-6 uh, Mafia also won a Grammy, which is wild to think about. Um, Nickelback, Photograph. Yes. All American nice. Rejects, Dirty Little Secrets. Yes. Dance Dance, Fallout Boy. Wow. Who, this is a good CD. Right, and that's good. It, who I Am, Hates Who I've Been, Reliant K, and then Dare Gorillas. That's a five wow. song in a row block of dynamite. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a good album. Isn't... Then what's the one that I wanna be with stick with you forever? Is that uh, a different that is, one? Yeah, no, that, that's on the, that's on there. That's uh, stick with you. Uh, and then um, pussy cat dolls. Unwritten is on there too, right? 
Unwritten is is on there. Yeah, yeah. That's a good album. Yeah, that's uh, for that. Maybe we'll do a a, a Patreon series on the <laughs> that, that. Now that's what I call music because twenty one seems like it's about as good as it gets. One year when I was for Christmas, I got like three Kids Bop CDs, and I unironically liked listening to the Kids Bop. I had a few, but it was I. I never was into Kids Bop. I liked the Now. Yeah. CDs, but I was never into Kids Bop. I was never into Kids Bop. I liked it. Partially, I like my parents. Like up until I was like. A few, like a year or two into high school, my parents were like very specific about like you can consume whatever music you want to, but if there's a clean version and an explicit version, you need to download the clean version. Oh wow! So I like I know the clean version of N.W.A. Straight Out of Compton by heart. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I can say all of the words in that song, um, whereas yeah, there's another version that gets tricky fast. <laughs> Um, oh, another good song. That one's just fully clean, though. So this is the end of the album. I need to know from both of you, on a scale of one to ten, if we had to give this a a pitchfork like rating, not a pitchfork yeah. rating, God forbid, but a pitchfork rating, what would we give this? Jake, we'll start with you. Oh, we'll start with me. Yeah. Okay. So to sum up this album, uh, there's a lot of stuff I like on it. I have. A similar complaint, though, where if the album is 32 minutes long and there's more than one song that just doesn't do it for me, that's a problem. Um, there's only a couple of songs that I could see listening to uh, willingly in my free time. There's a lot of songs I don't mind and even some that are that are pleasant to hear. Songs I would actually put on, I think it really is only um, Belize Navidad, but that's a minute long, so it barely counts. I'm Not Ready for Christmas. Um like a gift from God or whatever, Merry Christmas again, emo revival. Those are the ones I would maybe put on. Okay, that's. I mean, that's a solid list. So I mean, that's yeah. basically half the songs. It's basically half the songs. There's a few. Like I don't want to hear the Undertaker ever again. That's fine. I don't want to hear. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> what was the other one I thought was boring? I don't want to hear Waiting for You in the Snow again. Okay. I. That one we differ on, but that's okay. And I was thinking about this. Album. Would I ever throw this album on? I don't think so. Okay. Would I care if someone else did? No. So, I'm going to give it... This is a pitchfork type rating? A pitchfork type rating. I'll be generous and round up, and I'll give it a seven. Okay. And Allison, for you. So. Top tracks, tracks you don't like. Right. I know we don't like The Undertaker. Other than that... I like the first 15... Well, how long's the album? 30 minutes. I like the first, like, eight minutes of the album. Yeah. I like... The first song, Blaze Navidad. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm into it. Christmas guitar is fine. That's not I'm not that's not in my top. I really like I'm not ready for Christmas. That's like my sad emo girl song. And I like um is Disney uh, yeah, I like the frozen one too. Yeah, that's fun. It's kooky and it's, it's funky. funky. It's funky and it's, you know I like that. But right after that, for waiting for waiting for you in the snow. That's when I start to get bored. And then it was that. It never really brings you back after that. Correct. Okay. There was never a, um, what's the word? Uh, a, I, uh, I don't know. A, um, a uh, reason to pull you back in. There's, yeah. There's, the, there might have been an emo revival, but there's not an interest revival. Amen. Oh, Amen. Hey, oh. A redeeming right. feature. There wasn't a redeeming song. Sure. So, out of 10. Um,. Probably like 
I don't know what pitchfork rating means. I think that says everything you need to know just about like in that I'm not slamming Allison when I said that's just that's we're on very different spectrums music fandom wise. Probably like a we're two on very different <laughs> spectrums anyway. <laughs> Probably like a two point five. Whoa. Wow. Okay. I feel like I should have gone lower. Six it wasn't eight. Like, a six point eight. Yeah, it's not terrible. You but you did say the world was worse for hearing one of those. No. Uh, for me, I, Christmas guitar is outstanding. I'm not ready for Christmas. Is really great. Outstanding is bold. Um, I, w- I wish it was Christmas every day. I just I think that's such a fun song, and there's so many different talented people in that song that I really like. I end up with it at a 7.5 out of 10. Um, wow. I can't believe our ratings are so close. I'm a little surprised, but I you know it it doesn't pretend to be anything that it's not. Yeah. It's a fun, silly Christmas album. <laughs> Here's maybe my biggest criticism of the album. I don't think it needs to exist. Well, you can say that about <laughs> most art. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, no. Art is beautiful. So where do we think this ranks? Because <laughs> I'm ignoring just, I'm ignoring that. Where do we think this ranks on the basic scale? With uh, Does it have full indie cred or a basic Christmas album? The, the Taylor Swift, Jonas Brothers, cash grab kind of uh, Christmas album. This has full indie cred. Yeah, this is full yeah, indie cred. Because yeah. you're not putting this on. No one has ever put this on. Without being like, oh, do you know who this is? This is Chris Farron. Chris Farron's actually like this guy who's like, he's this punk punk. <laughs> like, no. Literally, what I described earlier when I was like, if you listen to Chris Farley, like, this is how you talk. <laughs> Farley. Yeah, I, I would say full indie. Uh, it should be noted, I gave this a 7.5. Pitchfork recently did a review of Mariah Carey's uh, Merry Christmas album and gave it a 7.3. So when we're talking about the That's upper fair. echelon of Christmas albums, I think this kind of belongs there. So finally, the question that I ask everybody. Who needs to hear this album right now? Anyone with the holiday spirit in their heart. Okay. Allison. That's not true. I don't think that's true. Um, okay, well, we'll come back to you. But I'm going to say now. Case's ex-girlfriend. What a crazy... <laughs> Jake, who needs to hear this album? I was going to say I'm like the perfect person who needs to hear this album because I am someone who's familiar with Chris Farron. Uh, don't know all of his work, so I was very interested in hearing uh, something else by him that wasn't Antarctica Vespucci, so now I actually have an opinion. Yeah, no, I I, I would completely co-sign that. Uh, for me, I think it's anyone who's maybe stuck in middle America, maybe they're they're dreading Christmas this year, put this on in the back of the car. When Put me on. I know what I'm going to say. Your family's, you know, negotiating holiday plans. I think it's going to be worth your while. So finally, Jake, Allison, what do you guys have to plug? Wait, plug. I have to. I already know. I know who's going to need to also listen to this song. Who's that, Allison? The girl that I see outside smoking a cigarette, being all quirky outside, wearing her thrift clothes. Allison I'm going to give this song to her. Rubbing her nose on the microphone. Most I just end up to get all close. Any plugs? What the fuck? <laughs> plug DG. Yeah, uh, Jake and I are on an improv team together called uh, Double Ghost. Boot times two. Boot times two. Um, you can like us on Facebook. Just um, search our name, Double Ghost Improv, and you can see um, our latest shows. We'll be back um, in January, but this will probably be out by then. It will be out before January, And we yes. perform um, around the city of Chicago. Cool. Jake, anything else to plug? Same, same as Allison. Well, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at underscore caselow, and you can follow the podcast at Art School Albums. And until next time, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And a Happy New Year.
Get home safe, guys.